This is a WKYT podcast. Brian Milam, Dave Baker with you today as we have yet another busy weekend of Kentucky mm -hmm. athletics, high school athletics, things in between. Want to start though with last night, Ryan Howard showing Ooh. she is just the greatest scorer in the history of UK basketball over the last two years. She is something else. A 43 point effort ties the school record for a game. It's the it's the most points ever scored in regulation. Right. I mean, I don't know where you, I don't know how you stop her. And Kristen Flum was out here last night. She played college ball, played high school ball. And, yeah, yeah. And I said, do you ever score 43? She said, no. And she said, what do you tell the person guarding her? And I said, you tell them you're not very good. Go sit down. But nobody can guard her. I remember a Sunday afternoon in Rupp Arena, and I don't mean to digress. David Please. Robinson and Navy came oh, yeah. in here. Right. And uh, after the game, uh, Rob Locke said, my goal was to hold him under 50, and I feel pretty good. Of course, the Admiral scored 49. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think they scored 60 points, and he had 49 of them. And, and, like and that. the Admiral was an adult and went over to two keys <laughs> right after the game. But that's, an, that's another story. <laughs> We're going to take your questions and your comments on uh, Facebook Live. Got the uh, app going right here. So we will wait for your questions, comments, and talk a little sports along the way. But seriously, about Ryan Howard. Oh, my God. I mean, 43 points, and she did it effortlessly. She is not one of those high-volume shooters. She's no. just a high-volume scorer. She, she is. That's 43 points, which ties the record, I think, by Jen O'Neill. Jen O'Neill, Is yeah. that all right? And, and she did I, it in four overtimes. She did it in four overtimes. I think that Kentucky-Baylor game was like 133, 130, something yep. like that. This was in regulation. Kentucky's a team set a record with 16 threes. But, but the thing about it is that, is that Ryan sets that record of – 43 ties it after a 37 point effort against nationally ranked Tennessee on Sunday and yeah. I mean you had some people that were out last night and they, they really needed her to come through and I, I tell you she is just she came through all right yeah. you know she is uh, a heck of a shooter but talking with Matthew Mitchell today at the press conference he was just saying yeah she doesn't take bad shots she right. doesn't try to be Carmelo Anthony and take 45 shots and you know get 40 a 40 a night, it took you 43 shots to do it. Right, right, right. It's the kind of like a James Harden thing who for about the last year or so has been, right. I mean, just out of his mind, you know, playing well. And now he's kind of hit that brick wall here over the last week or so. And it looks like he's putting up a bunch of bad shots. But Ryan Howard does not go looking for hers. She gets everybody else into the offense. And boy, what a player uh, she has turned out to be for Matthew Mitchell. And she's got a long way to go. Thoughts on who the player of the game will be against Alabama? Well, if we were talking about last night's Alabama game, that'd be Ryan Howard. Thank you very much. UK men play Alabama mm -hmm. tomorrow afternoon. And this is an Alabama team which is going to look drastically different than when Avery Johnson was coaching mm -hmm. them. Nate Oates is the coach now. That name may not ring a bell to a lot of people, but he was the coach at Buffalo. Kentucky played Buffalo over in Boise. Uh, in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. This is an Alabama team that wants to get it and go. And if they can score 150, they, they want to do that. I think they're like third in the country uh, in terms of scoring somewhere in the mid-80s. And so, yeah, they just want to get it out of the net and go as quickly as possible. And, and you know, sometimes the schedule can work against you with kind of bad matchups or mm -hmm. difficult matchups at bad times. But certainly that's the same thing that Georgia wanted to do. So Kentucky just coming off a game like that, and John Calipari said before that contest that what you do is it's like a, a pressing team doesn't like to be pressed. Right. Okay, a running team doesn't like you to have running back on them. So especially at home, Kentucky will up the tempo. And I, and I think, it, like Cal has said, it all starts with Ashton Hagens. And then Tyrese Maxey is just really good at home. I, I don't want to say different player 
on the road. It and, happens though. But sometimes it does happen and and you certainly want to have that same sort of consistency that Nick Richards has shown. So Tyler Kelly, hopefully that answered your question about what kind of defense that Kentucky will play because it, the defense is whatever it is to force bad shots, to force, uh, you know, Alabama sure. wants to set the tempo. And let's go back 28 years now when Kentucky would set the tempo. Fatino's like, yeah, we may give up a couple of early baskets to set the tempo to get teams running. Oh, I thought running. you were going Derek no, no, McKee no, and oh, Bobby no, Lee no, Hurt. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but, but teams have set the tempo. We'll give you a few layups to get those confidence layups. Sure. Just to get you going. Well, Kentucky doesn't want to give up any, any baskets, but Alabama might, especially with young guys who they start to run a little bit. It's like, hey, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. And then you fall into that trap, kind of the that Venus fly trap, no, no, if you will. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, because what you do is you get that opponent to play the kind of game that you want to play. And, and you don't realize you're doing it. It's kind of like being, for, for many who are watching out there, in one of those scramble golf tournaments. You know, you always want to have somebody mm -hmm. that can kill it off the tee box. But then invariably what right. happens is everybody else tries to kill it off the tee box and you just yeah. can't you just can't do it. And that's kind of what happens. Cal has gone to a three guard lineup and Rick Doss makes a, a good point. You know, he loved the three guard lineup. Mm -hmm. Cal went to the three guard lineup against Georgia, partly because, well, Nick Richards was in foul trouble a little. Sure. So you had to go smaller. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting game because Kentucky can play a variety of styles. If you want to slow it down, Nick and EJ. And the guys inside can maybe slow it down a little bit. You want to run? Well, Kentucky has the has the horses to the, do that. They too. do, but I think what you're going to see more than anything the rest of the year out, you're going to see Maxi and Hagens and quickly playing with Sestina and with Nick Richards. And I think for anybody else like an EJ Montgomery who has, I don't want to say has frustrated fans, but it's kind of perplexed them, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes he looks really good. Oh yeah. And then sometimes he just doesn't. And so I think what's going to happen now is Cal's going to go with those five guys and he's going to make other guys knock them out of playing time or it's going to take foul trouble or something right. like that. I think he I think he loves that five right there and he's going to ride him as long as he can. Uh, Damian asked, do you think we need one more big man at Kentucky next year? Cal's always said a team without a big man is oh, oh what was the word he used as a, a fraud, right? Kentucky has a good big man this year. Do does Kentucky need another one next year? You think? Well, I, I mean, I I personally don't. I, well, you can't say that. I, I my my guess is right now. I would think that Nick Richards would be back. Yeah. Okay. And I, so. I would think they would go out. And I think if you're going to go big, I, I don't know whether they planned on doing this or whether they stumbled into it. But you know, don't go out and get that high school big guy because they got to develop. Go get that big guy that's played someplace else. Sure. Like Cestina, like uh, who am I for? Reed Travis. Yes. Get somebody like that who's kind of a man and can bring kind of a presence to the place. And and I think what they'll be able to do is those really big upper class transfers like that, they'll now be able to attract because they'll be able to see the success of Travis and of Cestina. John Calipari has been excellent at always reinventing himself or mm -hmm. reinventing a style or reinvention period. And I love how he set the tone for the one and done. Get the get the high school phenom come in here, mm -hmm. get a bunch of them. They leave, you get a new crop. What if he reinvents himself at Kentucky using the reverse one and done with the old guy coming in, the sure, grad transfer? Right. We've we've seen two. Kentucky has been successful with both. Nate Sestina has had pockets of bursts mm -hmm. like he did against Ohio State, where he popped five threes. He has been consistent. He's been steady. He obviously got hurt for a couple of games, but. 
What if Calv reinvents the wheel in the reverse order? I, I think I think that's a that's a great way to do it because it's a great way to do it with the younger one and dones because you want guys that are playing their absolute best, right? And so, do you want to bring in like a you know one and done center? Are, are they going to be able to do for this team what a Cestina uh, or uh, or what a Reed Travis has done? I I don't think so. I like going with that big physical presence with an upperclassman that that has a lot of leadership qualities mm -hmm. and and I think that just in the last couple of years it's it's pretty obvious what they brought to the table. Want to switch gears for a moment mm -hmm. because this is a lot of fun and I can't wait. Mike Leach is coming back to the SEC. Yes, he is. It will be entertainment the entertainment dollar will uh, will start to rise in Starkville. Can you win in Starkville? Can you win at Mississippi State chucking the football 60 times a game? Steve Spurrier brought the passing game to the SEC sure. in, in high volume, mm -hmm. but he also had a heck of a running game mm -hmm. to go with it. Can Mike guy Leach, named Emmitt Smith. Yeah, and he people, wasn't too bad. Right, Eric Ratt right, and guys. Right, yeah, right. they weren't too bad. Can a passing offense like this, 20 years after the invention of the air raid within the SEC, mm -hmm. can it succeed? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> back to you, Buck. <laughs> and, and, we'll, and we'll not only find out from Mike Leach, but I mean, Obviously, Lane Kiffin across the state at oh, Ole Miss is going to be chucking around. If they're, what if they're, egg bowl. <laughs> if there are any good running backs in the state of Mississippi, get Vince Marrow down there because those guys are going to go someplace. I don't think they're going to want to sit there and catch passes and be a part of that. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, the defensive lines, you know, obviously Hal had some success with it, right. but nobody has had that kind of success with it that that was sustained much less since how so it, it'll be interesting but i think john cohen our old buddy who's the uh, mississippi state ad who used to be the uk baseball coach mm -hmm. here you know you kind of get caught in spots sometimes and, and i think that they weren't real sure what they were going to do with joe moorhead and by the time they made the decision that some of the other coaching folks that they might have been interested in had already been spoken for they spoke to joe judge they thought yeah. they had a great shot at him he, of course, is a Mississippi State guy who was the wide receivers and special team coach with the Patriots, who's now the Giants head coach, and he wasn't available. And so then after Ole Miss brings in somebody as dynamic as Kiffin, <laughs> Mississippi State's got to do something, too. I mean, it, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays is out. Is Lane Kiffin dynamic? Well, I mean, Lane Kiffin was kind of the... He was kind of the smart aleck guy when he came right. into the league without the edge of some other people. You, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, he just... You know, shoots from the hip. He tweeted at Leach when he got the job and everything. Now, has he mellowed now, you know, after he's had those ups and downs, after you get fired by the Raiders and you get fired by USC and then you go down and you work for Nick Saban, you know? You left Tennessee before they fired you. <laughs> I mean, he was doing okay, but he, but he, but he has jumped around so much. Yes. And the, the state of Mississippi is going to really enjoy, I think, the entertainment value. And both of those programs are on probation, right? I think Mississippi State for some academic stuff, I think. I'm not sure. I know I, Ole Miss is obviously they, had, they, they had an academic know. problem. They may not be, but Ole Miss certainly still is because of all that Hugh Freeze stuff. Man, that was ugly. Yeah. That was ugly. I, but the entertainment value, as oh. I mentioned, I think it's going to be something else. And Kentucky gets to play Mike Leach because of the Here, East right? West. Yeah, because of the East-West. Yes. You know, you have that. That, that same opponent from the opposite division. Um, Interestingly enough, as you look down at the bottom of our screen, Mike Leach, when he was here, 
a former spokesperson for Mingy Beef Jerky. True story. <laughs> no way. I could go upstairs and find the commercials for you. I bet we still got them. Absolutely. Well, I, there's only two spokesmen that I know of, and now you have re you have revealed the uh, the other the, the number two. The other. Yeah. No, he was the number one. You got to try this stuff. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for your questions and comments. We've had uh, viewers from Pikeville, Winchester, and places in Paintsville. Oh, oh let me stop you for just a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and do another shameless plug. Sure. Congratulations to all the folks over at Mingy, by the way, because it was announced yesterday that, oh, they, yeah. that they're Sweet the new 16. title sponsor for the Girls Sweet 16 and to make sure those young ladies have got the opportunity to participate it. Well done. Heard you brokering that deal. Stop that I did. <laughs> not brokering. Stop it. Um, we, we have <laughs> the, the 2020 Sweet 16. You mentioned that for the girls' Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Mingy Beef Jerky will be the uh, corporate sponsor for that. I love the fact that basketball is in Lexington. Florida. Let's go. Totally. Let's go. Girls basketball, boys obviously have been here. Uh, full-time since 1995 mm -hmm. and uh, it's gonna be here before you know it and, and that's nothing against anybody else it's no. just a, it's just a great place for people yeah. to come and it only takes us about 10 minutes to get down the street too. right and that, 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 that's a good Kentucky. thing right yeah not too bad uh, UK and Alabama will play Saturday at noon mm -hmm. that is at Rupp and then the cats go on the road a couple of times next week so you won't see them uh, for a little while 11 and 3 UK is 11 and 3 and it was asked today, what's the upside? What, what's the next step this team can take? You have seen, obviously, the games. You've spoken with Rex. You, right. you, you have broken bread with some of those who, <laughs> who understand uh, this game a little bit. What is the next step for this team? Because just when you think this team is about to get it, there's that pothole they hit in the road. Right, right. Obviously, injury is the first thing that pops up, you know, and you always worry about that, and you see what – what happened last year, as well as things were gone when P.J. Washington went down with that right. injury at the absolute wrong time. I, I think everybody, to a man, just keeps saying, hey, you know, this, this C.J. Montgomery thing's got to happen. And nobody's trying to put pressure on the kid. I mean, it ends up being that. But he's just so incredibly talented mm -hmm. that, that if he can play the way or start to begin to play the way that people know that he can play, then that just takes this team just up another notch because that there is no juggernaut out there that we've talked that's yeah, out there and everybody's saying, oh, God, just make sure I don't get in that bracket. I mean, there's not one of those. But you year. know Cal will say that. Well, of course he will. Of course he will. He'll say it this year because he can't next year because Mitch Barnhart will be yeah. chairman of the committee yeah. next year. Good point. You better, you better empty the chamber. <laughs> right, right. You, you can't be going rogue on your boss next year. But oh. it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And I think that's where they can do it. They can, they can still shoot the ball better. Yeah. You know, the other thing about the Georgia game the other night was uh, somebody tweeted at me, and I wish I had the name here, but it was a great stat. It was like, at, at, I think it was at the end of the game, that Kentucky had made half of their threes, half of their field goals and half of their free throws. I mean, it's just a wild stat and for a team that's 80% on the year from the stripe and they still go in and shoot 50% on right. the road and still win, that's impressive. Yeah, the free throws really, I don't know what was going on the other day, but Kentucky won by nine, down, down six at the half, could have been down by nine. You win by nine and you miss a ton of free throws. Kentucky could have beaten Georgia by 15. You outscored the home team. Yeah. A, a, a much better Georgia team than there has been. I, I know a lot of people like to pound Crean, but Tom Crean's a good basketball coach, and he's done a nice job in a short period of time. They outscored them by 15 in the second half. Isn't that something? On the road. On the road. And really did it down the stretch. Right. Speaking of, speaking of Georgia, a serious note now. Remember, we've got some severe weather coming in over the weekend, so you want to make sure and stay tuned 
to uh, Chris Bailey and, and everybody here for the very latest. It normally does not affect basketball, but Georgia was supposed to play at Auburn tomorrow night at 6, and because the severe weather threat is so imminent, they've moved the game from 6 p.m. up to noon tomorrow. Wow. So obviously that's going to affect folks and how they see the game and preparations and things like that. But hopefully just a semi-interesting side note. And now he's turned into Chris Bailey's no, agent. Nobody this is amazing. Can be, nobody oh, can be Chris Bailey. That's a good point. Hey, 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 hey. Keep it, keep it down over there. Uh, thanks for watching. We're going to get back to work. I work. I, he's just on the, this guy Stop. pounds the phone and the computer. I, it's a relationship you know. world. And if you've got product that you're looking to move, you can call me at 859-566-1225. Lines are open now. And, and with great products. <laughs> the first 100 callers. <laughs> with, the free. with great products like Brian Milam and WKYQ oh, wow. News, Sam and Amber and the aforementioned Chris Bailey, we can increase your exposure and most importantly, improve your bottom line. That'll do it for Facebook Live Friday, everybody. For Dave Baker, I'm Brian Milam. Thanks for watching. And uh, we have to go uh, sign the contract now. So long, so, everybody. See ya.